This is Will Smith from Artificial Brain. This is Tyler from Begatha Nephilim. This is Dallas from Narcotic Wasteland. This is Craig Schmuel from Hatestorm Annihilation. Hey everybody, this is Travis from Visceral Disgorge, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Headbangers and moshes, ready yourselves. The podcast is back with another metal hardest interview. I'm joined by Cam Dwalt. Hey. And I'm Carl. And I'm Paul. From Gorgatron. Cam, thank you and everybody else for being here with this great metal debate podcast. Yes. Oh, yeah, dude. We will debate metal. All right. So we're here on the first night of the Slam Dakota Death Fest 2021, featuring a number of amazing death metal bands, including Gorgatron. What do you guys make of this lineup this year? Fucking sick, man. Yeah, dude, you got Skeletal Domains tomorrow. Fucking Skeletal Domains? Skeletal Domains. Remains. Remains. Yeah. Immersful, our buddies, and Verlin Excision. We got a bunch of bands. We know Deterioration and a bunch of bands I've never heard of that I'm excited to see. So, hell yeah. Carl's also doing Double Duty as well as Matt. Yeah. What that going on? Dude, it's like, yeah, so many sick bands and, like, so many friends. Like, um, if we make it out of this year alive, it's going to be an accomplishment. (laughs) Like, my liver is going to be fucking good. It's going to be like an old beat-up piece of leather after this. <laughs> I mean, it, it seems like for this lineup, hell has really spit out its finest minions. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so, um, from my understanding, Gorgatron hails from the Dakotas. Which part? The northern one. The best one. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That means North Dakota if you're not privy. That means Fargo, North Dakota. All right. <laughs> How valuable is it to have a fest of this caliber in you guys' area in the country? It's, act, it's pretty cool because, I mean, there's like Milwaukee and Chicago do stuff, um, which is way further away than where we're at now. I don't know. Yes, okay. and it's it's also cool because uh, this fest started out like a, just a really humble festival. Now we watched it flourish into what it is now, and it's fucking ripping. Yeah, man. Pretty much for Carl. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's becoming a staple of the Midwest, well, which is really that's cool. That's the thing is, like, the upper Midwest didn't really have, a, you know, a, a fest, like, namesake to it. So it's it's rad that this is, we're putting the flag down, you know, putting shit on the map. To expand on that point a little bit. Um, national metal tours usually start on the coast, hitting the big cities on the way between, but often missing huge uh, paths and uh, you know parts of America where many metal fans live. To what extent do you guys embrace being outsiders without the advantages of the big metro areas? Uh, I'd say we've kind of utilized it because I mean we get the. We get good shows because, you know, bigger acts are in the A and B markets, and technically this area is considered a C market, but it's our A market, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> it's, also, it's also really handy living in, you know, where we do, and then traveling to wherever. 
Yeah, like uh, cost of living is low, and we could always drive to Chicago to play. Yeah, you know. So, so it's like, like people that live in the bigger cities, they're like, oh, I have to drive forty-five minutes to a show, and like we're completely cool with doing eight hours. Yeah. Like it's not a big deal. Where I live at in Tennessee, I oftentimes have to drive four hours to Knoxville to see a show, one hour to Nashville to see a show, three hours to Memphis to see a show, and five hours to Atlanta to see a show. Literally the same for us in Fargo, to like Minneapolis, Winnipeg, or everywhere else. What's cool, though, is that's, that's actually our tactic, because there's only like one death metal band, or like three, let's go with like five. There's only five death metal bands around North Dakota. See, if we moved anywhere else bigger, you know, no one would give a fuck about us. But now, you know, we <laughs> are the market. <laughs> You're not wrong. That's, that's, that's how it works. Big fish in a small pond? Yeah. You know the analogy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Big fish in a small pond. <laughs> and focusing for a moment on yourself personally, how did you get into music and have you received any formal training? Um, I mean, I got into music the first time I heard a distorted guitar in my life, and I did go to school for music. Unfortunately, never invited to the podcast. I went to school for music, but I would say that has very little to do with what I do in this band. Oh my god, it's fucking cool. Dude, stay away from me right now, dude. I ain't ready to talk to you. Um, for me, I don't know. I grew up in a with a family that played music uh, self-taught I took lessons when I was like 8 and didn't stick <laughs> I didn't give a shit about music until I heard Pantera in like 1992 and then uh, yeah it was uh, metal was the thing after that. I don't never been formally trained of any sort just uh, figured out Pantera riffs and then yeah made death metal versions of Pantera riffs <laughs> Just down to it a little bit. Yeah. That Morbid Angel. Uh, no, yeah. that, 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 that's, that's more like it. Those, are the, Angel. those <laughs> are the big two for me. That, that's where that's where metal started with me. So, okay, let's talk about Gorgachan's most recent album, a Patho- a Pathogenic Automation, released in August of 2020. First, did you have any qualms about releasing an album in the middle of the pandemic, or did that seem like an appropriate time to put new music out? Uh, our album was supposed to come out way earlier, but we had to switch labels and all that. And then, because we originally were supposed to put out in March uh, of 2020, and then label stuff happened, so then it got pushed to August. And then there was a the whole debate of like, well, should we hold on to it till things loosen up? But we released it, and it fucking worked out. Like pre-sales alone, like. We moved most of our stock of the like, physical copies. So. And the other, the other thing is that at the point in which we released it, we were also what was it like four years in making that record? So part of us were like, let's just fucking release this. Like fucking it. Yeah, it just it was to the point where it kept getting pushed back further and further. So it was like, well, one way or the other, we're gonna put this fucking thing out, global pandemic or not. What's up, <laughs> uh, musically and lyrically, there's a lot going on with this album. Where do you get your musical and lyrical inspiration? And are there any artists who inspire you that might surprise fans? Oh, uh, so musical, I mean, we can say Pantera and Morbid Angel and <laughs> other death metal bands. As far as lyrical content, I usually just write about giant robots and people turning into robots. 
I don't really have a lot of lyrical inspiration from other bands that would surprise people. I just like to keep the lyrical topics, uh, what would the word be? Neutral, I guess. You know, because, like, who's going to be offended about lyrics about turning into a robot? I, I mean, someone probably is, but you know what I mean? I like to keep it, like, I like to keep it pretty, like, straightforward. This is for everybody. If that makes sense. Most would probably argue that metal lyrics are supposed to be offensive in a way, especially with, you know, Old Cannibal Corpse, uh, for an example. Yeah. The aside. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you're not going to out Cannibal Corpse, Cannibal Corpse. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, I mean, yeah, there, well, the earlier records, there's some gore, you know, horror shit, too, but, uh, that's, yeah, back I mean, when, that's back when I was writing lyrics, and I kind of did a variety of the topics. The first called Torchatorium, yeah. so, I mean... But yes, the other brutal. the other thing I should say about that is that I've I've said this before. It's like you know a lot of metal bands get pigeonholed. I'd say into like we have to write about people getting chopped up, or we need to write about Satan. And I don't like doing that, so I just like to write things about robots. I've written a couple songs about tacos and cheeseburgers. Uh, like tonight, we're gonna play a song that's about getting vaporized in the thin air. Like. So, yeah, I just try to keep it like so, that, I suppose. Uh, speaking of um, silly lyrics, you guys' music video for Imposter Syndrome was hilarious. <laughs> Thank you. And uh, the Gorgatron, is that, was that inspired by Transformers, Decepticons, in any way, just like a, a, a bloodbath villain or any kind like that? Uh, it, was, uh, it was based off of uh, a character, but it wasn't from Transformers. Oh, okay. Can you guess? <laughs> Uh, I can't know. Uh, that's the only thing I'm thinking of. Next to like Bionicle or something. Bion- <laughs> that would be sick if we had a Bionicle themed band. Uh, no, it's from uh, from Aquatine Hunger Force. Oh, nice. That, that, that was a good show on uh, Adult Swim. Yes. See now you know. So now either we're gonna have an Aquatine Hunger Force tie-in or we're gonna get a cease and desist soon. William All right. How much of Gorgatron's music and performance is serious versus tongue-in-cheek, or is it maybe a mixture of both? There's a decent balance, I'd say, with, like, the re- recent videos. There's, yeah, you know, the, the campy kill scenes and imposter syndrome and then usurpation. There's fucking buildings collapsing and us playing, so, I mean... Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I think we usually try to keep the music serious and then yeah. not much else. Yeah, like, for me, I just want to write kick-ass songs, and uh, I think uh, the visual stuff, it just kind of reflects our own personality, like... Oh, shit, Neil's got pizza. Oh, shit, we'll we'll write... Neil's got pizza. We're dead serious about writing fucking good songs and whatnot, but why not make the music videos funny? This is Neil, our other... Neil's got pizza. He's pissed. Oh, shit. What kind of pizza is that? Is that Mexican style something? God damn it, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next. Uh, do you think that death metal gets a fair consideration from critics, or do you think it isn't appreciated as much or as commercialized like other styles Nowadays, of heavy metal? It's, it's up, you know, accepted. Yeah. It moves more units than most pop stars, like physically, so I mean... Yeah, that kind of speaks for itself. As far as critics go, I don't think death metal will ever be recognized by critics. I guess in quotation marks. I don't know. I, I feel like I feel like metal in general always gets shit on by other people. But I mean, it's just. It, it, I guess it seems to be prevalent as as well. I guess. Well, if you're talking about anything having to do with the main, like mainstream critics, like they don't give a shit, and like who cares if they do or not? Because 
that's that's not what death metal is for. No. Like, yeah, they they seem to be more focused on uh, how much of an influence Cardi B's WAP is. Yeah. <laughs> what does Neil think? I think WAP fucking rips. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think of Bro Job's cover for that song? I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the only version that matters is the AI-generated version. All right. Uh, All right. Um, beginning to wrap things up with you guys uh, following Sam Dakota Fest, what's up next for the band and... Or what can fans expect a follow-up to Pathogenic Automation? Uh, well, we're working on new shit. Uh, during, we have pretty much a whole record kind of, we got the bones for it. But uh, we're working on that right now. And fans can expect more death metal. More videos. More, more videos, more stuff. And more dates. We'll be in your town if you're listening to this. Even if it's a shitty town. More stupidity for sure. Like maximum level stupidity. All right, good. Unfathomable stupidity. No. <laughs> uh, uh, finally, uh, what is the best way for fans to purchase your music and merchandise from Gorgatron, including your latest album, Pathogenic Automation? Gorgatronband.com. Yes. Uh, and if you order merch from that site, I will personally ship it out. Uh, I'll give you some free shit if you're cool. Uh, you can also check us out on Spotify, iTunes, and all that streaming stuff. Uh, yeah, we're we're pretty much everywhere: Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I think we, I think we have an OnlyFans too somewhere down the line. Uh, but yeah, any any GorgatronBand.com is the best way. Uh, but yeah, check us out anywhere you need to. All right, we'll do. Guys, thank you so much for this interview. It was a pleasure. Hey, hey, hey one more thing. You said your name was Xander? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, so for everyone, uh, fucking Xander. <laughs> you think you're fucking better than me or what? <laughs> you, you won't get that, but everyone else will. Uh, all right. As long as it's an inside joke that other people uh, understand. It's definitely one of those inside jokes where you're like, why, why do they keep doing that? But everyone else that knows this.